Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Let's go watch it in 2D. No, let's go watch it in 3D. But if we watch it in 3D, then is it worth the cost? The universe is in chaos. We need an Avenger. Let's do this. This is Mr. Beck. He's from Earth, just not ours. A snap to our hole in our dimension. You're saying there's a multiverse? Awesome! Spider-Man Far From Home. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adolf Vega, and I have with me James. Hello. And Jake. Howdy, folks. And we are doing the spoiler cast for Spider-Man Far From Home. As always, we're talking about the 3D element first, and uh, we'll give some quick impressions just in case you don't want to get to the spoiler range, and then we'll do a little break, and then we'll go to the spoilers. So, James, quick thoughts without spoilers. What are your thoughts on this movie? Uh, I thought it was better than Homecoming, actually. I think that this one was, um, you know, it's the same cast, same team that worked on the first one, and I think that this one, you know was stronger overall so that's i mean that's a short summary of my thoughts kind of okay did you enjoy the 3d aspect um i'd say the 3d was just okay i don't think it was great okay all right so now we're gonna go into sporters so um this is your warning warning this podcast contains spoilers warning this podcast contains spoilers all right, we're back. So, Spider-Man uh, Far From Home starts off right after the events of the snap. Or not the snap, of uh, Endgame. We don't know how much time has passed between Endgame and this movie, but I'm guessing like maybe a couple months, if that. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, the timeline which the timeline doesn't matter anymore but if the timeline works out and it came you know endgame was in april and you know peter parker went back to school and <laughs> they finished off the semester so this would be june maybe just to make up some time i don't know so yeah it just say it takes pre- uh, place right now in june of 20 uh july of uh, 2019 that seems like a fair. T- uh, it's in the future. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> so is it four years or five years? Uh, I'm at the point uh, now because they jumped everything. Because I'm thinking most of Phase Four is going to be playing catch up to uh the the jump in the future. Yeah, and the jump of the future for the first Spider-Man. <laughs> Remember that, James? How that pissed you off back then? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was wrong. <laughs> it's just wrong. It just messed up the timeline. So, when my mother notices it's wrong, and she's about is, she's like, "When's Batman going to be in one of these Avengers movies?" <laughs> So, um, where do we start off with this movie? What, what's the first scene? Is that what the scene with the little speech and Spider-Man in front of the kids in the class? Or is it a little before that? I don't remember exactly. James, do you remember exactly when the movie starts, the first scene? Um, it actually starts um, like right after where Endgame ended, basically. It starts with Whitney Houston singing a Dolly Parton song. Yeah. And then, like, uh, Spider-Man's, like, doing a speech and, and trying to raise money for all those affected by the blip, which is what yeah. the kids call the snap, because the snap, they don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of liked that they had a different name for it, because it's so, like, you know, the... They don't know exactly the, what happened. The snap, it means Thanos, and I don't think the majority of people know about Thanos. Yeah. I actually do love how they handle the the snap and talk about the aftermath and what happened. And they were able to do that so nicely and so quickly, but I, I love it. Uh, yeah, it also has some pretty bad implications. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how the, the fact that it's like all these 
kids are now older than other kids, so yeah. And I love Flash trying to buy booze because his ID said he was twenty one. <laughs> yeah, and like um, the, it, it does explain some things that we've kind of wanted. So what happens? They just come back where they were, and yes, they come back exactly where they were, and they have like this great little scene in the marching band, and like they're practicing in the gym. And, um, yeah, they just ram into each other because they just pop back into existence. And yeah, it's, it's cool. cool. It's, and this scene was kind of weird because, um, like that, it's like a, like a news, like, a, you know, school news report. And this whole scene was in 2d, which is really kind of weird because like the scenes in the actual movie were 3d, but the rest of the, that was in 2d. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually I did. I thought that was kind of weird. It was a decent way to, you know, signify this is, you know, not in the present. This is talking about the past, but it was a little bit off and on, you know, coming back and forth. Yeah, they they kind of did it in their own way. So we get to, you know, Peter is getting excited and packing up and he has a, a speech or better man um, has a speech in front of, you know, trying to do a fundraiser for all those affected by the bleep, the blip. And um, it's actually kind of a smart way to it's like, hey, you know, this affected people's lives and they don't know how to get back to where they were. And, you know, I think um, some people said, I forget the person, but it's like, oh, I came back and my little brother's not older than me. And it's just it's all out of whack, you know? Yeah, they uh, they really do kind of play up the whole thing. And I thought that was pretty cool, actually. You know, instead of just ignoring it like uh, the, the Marvel series are going to do. So uh, we have that the speech with um, with Spider Man in front of the everywhere, and he's really awkward. But I kind of like how awkward he is. Yeah, I, I get the feeling he just doesn't really have anything meaningful to say, and so he's like, you know, you know what I mean. And uh, Happy's back there with Aunt May, and uh, Happy tells uh, Peter that Nick Fury is going to call, and uh, Nick, you know. Because he wants him to be the next Iron Man, which is a big theme of this movie, um, which I think you worried about and talked about, James, that you're really worried about the movie being, you know, Spider-Man being new Iron Man. Basically, weren't your worries a little bit confirmed watching the movie or no? I mean, yeah, but I'm pretty sure that the reason I like I've come to the conclusion that the biggest reason behind his connection to um, Iron Man is to basically force in the fact that Spider-Man is in the MCU and so that Sony basically can't take it away. That's that's the way I view it. I think that that entire like thing where Spider-Man is connected so heavily to Iron Man is just basically Disney enforcing that like putting their flag down and saying that okay, this Spider-Man is ours. That's the way I see it, honestly. Yeah, it's a smart move. I mean, I hate it, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, uh, I I also kind of read it like this. Remember when Steve Jobs died? Everybody, they were, everybody just like, we need the new Steve Jobs. Yeah. Everybody at Apple became the next Steve Jobs. Elon Musk was the next Steve Jobs. I mean, it was insane. And I think that's part of what's going on in the MCU is well, Tony yeah. Stark is dead, yeah. so now well, we need the new Tony Stark. It's more me- it's more meta too. When uh-huh. you think about it. Exactly. It's not just like oh, well, Tony Stark is gone. It's more um, Robert Downey Jr. is gone, and now we need like kind of a new face for the MCU. And so I don't know. You know, that's mm-hmm. just it's. The thing is that I hate when corporate meddling, like, th- that's what it reeks of, but... Yeah, that's oh, just entirely definitely. Yeah. Yeah, this, an is, entire, this is definitely mm-hmm. uh, Disney going, Spider-Man is ours. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think it's fun just to how they do things, how they kind of frame it and just keep that in there because they did mention that um you know all the avengers that are dead <laughs> and they include captain america and you kind of when you look at it that way you're like oh wait captain america's dead iron man's dead um 
and um, Black Widow is dead. So yeah, most of the Avengers are dead now, <laughs> according to the the public. So there isn't that many people, and you know, Doctor Strange is, I guess, an Avenger, but not really. <laughs> they probably don't yeah, know he, him. <laughs> he's not an official one, and he's probably having his wacky, you know, crazy adventures, and doesn't have time for our moral things, you know. <laughs> uh, and they probably don't trust Thor. Yeah, and like you know, they know Thor is. Uh, it's fun that. <laughs> Peter said that Thor, you know, they study Thor in, in history and science class. And it's like, that's really cool. That's interesting, you know? Yeah, it's history. Now he's physics. They study him in physics. So, yeah, Thor's off world. And, you know, before, you know, they were thinking that this that would be the last Thor movie. But um, Chris Hemsworth is like, or, yeah, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, he's like, I love this. I want to do more. So I think they're you know, trying to get the script ready for Guardians 3 and including Thor in it, you know, or at least have an excuse to why he's not in Guardians 3, where I don't think they're really thinking about that before, but that's just assumption. Yeah. Well, I would say a lot of what was going on with having Thor in Guardians is there is a cover your ass if they couldn't, if think if the whole James Gunn situation didn't shake out the way it did. It was their plan B. Now, um, Speeder is a speeder. <laughs> Peter is actually legitimately one of the smarter um, Marvel characters. Um, you know, the next one, which Disney now owns, but when they were filming this, they were in the process of getting Fox, is Reed Richards. And Reed Richards is not yet introduced, but Peter is pretty damn smart in the comics, too. So, you know, he's not as smart as Iron Man, but... yeah. You know, yeah, and they don't they don't honestly really play that up in this movie, I don't feel. I mean in the in the this version of Spider Man, they're like, Oh yeah, he's he's kinda smart, but it's not like in the comic book where you know. Yeah, Garfield was more smarter than this. <laughs> yeah, well in this version, Peter's supposed to be sixteen. So he doesn't have the life experience yet of the other cinematic uh, Peter Parker's yeah. comes into play, especially when the whole uh, calls out the drone. Because if he had been thinking at all, he would not. He would have not done that. So um, you know, we get to the movie, you know, with uh, Peter going on the plane and just ignoring, you know, Happy's request, or, you know, warning that you don't want a ghost, Nick Fury, and. Um, you know, he gets to go to Europe for a school vacation, which, you know, damn, that's pretty awesome <laughs> school vacation, school trip. I've never been that rich or <laughs> known people to be that wealthy to go to Europe for, you know, school. <laughs> but that's just me, I guess. Uh, James, did, you, yeah. did your generation go to Europe for <laughs> vacation for school? Mm -hmm. No, um, but there there was quite a few trips that were like go to DC. I think that was a, I was a real. I mean, that's in America, but like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's a that's a trip, kind of. So uh, Peter's in the plane and with his friend, um, I forget his name, um, and they're trying to get next to MJ, and he has like this whole thing with MJ, and he has a little headphone that he wants to watch movies with, and uh, Ned is his friend, and um, he talks to like one of the teacher counselors, and oh, you know, and apparently it just gets all mixed up, and he doesn't get to sit next to uh, MJ, but Ned gets to sit next to uh, this little blonde girl, which I forget her name. Jane, uh, Jake, do you remember the name of that girl? Uh, Betty Brandt. Yeah. Has she been in Spider-Man besides this? Yeah. Yes. Oh, she's a long-running Spider-Man uh, uh, character. In fact, her and Ned uh, Leeds uh, dated for a long time, and I believe they also showed up as a couple uh, for Spider-Man and MJ's uh, wedding in the comics. Yeah. Interesting. Of course, we don't know if this is Ned Leeds. We've never been told Ned's uh, last name. Yeah. Um, 
And I did like that Flash was older, but he didn't really look older. <laughs> he didn't look 21, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, all of his actors look really young, you know? Mm-hmm. So apparently in IMDb, Ned's last name is supposed to be um, Leeds. Oh, so he is the Hobgoblin. Eventually, I guess. Well, yeah, in the comics, Ned Leeds becomes the Hobgoblin. Oh, and before, we forgot about the scene in Mexico um, with um, Maria Hill, quote-unquote, and quote-unquote Nick Fury. Quote-unquote. Uh, visiting Mexico. Now, uh, Jake, you mentioned when you rewatched Avengers um, that there was a scene in Mexico. Was this the same scene, or is that additional? Yes, exactly. This was the this was one of the bonus scenes in uh, the re-release of Endgame. God, I'm glad I had a movie plan because if I actually paid 15 bucks to see this with with this bonus material, I would have been angry. Anyway. So, yeah, there's an early scene in Mexico with um, Mysterio basically introducing himself to, and then there's an elemental monster, and, um, you know, you get to your first introduction to that, and then once you get back to, um, you know, the present, you know, we get back to, you know, them just trying to be, um, you know, get along with people and, and having a time, and... You have the water elemental monster. I think it, in the comics, it's called Hydro Man, and they kind of mention it here, but it's not Hydro Man. We'll, we'll get to that eventually. And there's this big action scene with, um, you know, attacking people in Venice. And um, what did you think of this first action scene? Oh, I thought it was really good. I like that um, Peter did, couldn't have it, didn't have his costume because he didn't want to pack it, and he just had to get like a mask and like pretend like you know he's even though he's you know broad daylight being Spider Man and not really being Spider Man, you know. Well, he packed his outfit. Got packed by his aunt. He wasn't wearing it because under his cloak. I really think he just wanted some time off badly and was doing his damnedest to separate himself from Spider-Man. Because uh, he he also didn't want to wear his Spider-Man outfit because he knew he was afraid it would reveal his secret identity because last trip they were on, uh, Spider-Man showed up. And if Spider-Man showed up this time, then it would really narrow down who could be Spider-Man. And, you know, that's a really good... Um analysis because i really feel like they really hammer that in that he doesn't want his identity to be out there he doesn't want to be like iron man and tony stark he wants to have his life and you know for god's sakes i understand that you know he died (laughs) failing to stop thanos you know so yeah i want to take a break too man (laughs) i don't blame him yeah he's he's also 16 years old yeah so we see uh new mysterious character <laughs> um save the day and we know him to be mysterio and all the kids are like watching you know um venice news and they talk about they say oh mysterio and i thought that was a really clever way of introducing the name of the, this character mm-hmm. and um yeah the there's one scene that in the trailers that we did not see in the movie, which is kind of weird, um, was where Spider-Man's talking to some cops or something, and, you know, he's like, oh, I'm going on vacation, and, like, that scene was not in the movie at all, which is like, okay. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of footage uh, in those trailers, Spider-Man trailers, that's not in the movie. Uh, I've heard some of it is in a one-shot that's going to be seen on the home video release where Spider-Man's packing for his trip. Now, that gag with uh, the suit being in the backpack, or in the suitcase, um, you know, that didn't get a payoff. Like, you would think, you know, they would uh, open that up and see, and nothing ever happened about that scene. Uh, It looks like that was probably something that was cut down. Because you know they would have said something about, they would have asked about it. And it's funny because, like, the international trailer for this movie did have the person um, checking open up and see the suit. And there's, like, a picture here in IMDb of this. And, you know, Spider-Man or Peter Parker is just like, um, I don't know. 
but it, it's just one of those things. It's like there's some there's some things that don't get paid off here. But um, you know, spe- uh, Peter Man, uh, Peter Man, ah, Spider Man does help to you know save some of the rubble and get not get too destroyed and make sure that his friends are saved and um without really spoiling he's spider-man and um that's when nick fury comes in you know they're just chilling back at their little apartment house or whatever and ned walks in and you know nick fury just tranquilizes him and that uh, little scene, James, what happens to that little scene with uh, Nick Fury and uh, Spider-Man and Ned? So, Jake, what happens with that scene with uh, Ned and Spider-Man and Nick Fury? Uh, Spider-Man's brushing his teeth and then uh, uh, Ned's talking and bam, all of a sudden he gets darted by Nick Fury. Quote, unquote. <laughs> and um, we keep getting interrupted with uh, Nick Fury talking to Spider-Man, giving very needed exposition, and I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, bam, 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 bam. He says, one more person interrupts us. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're like, all right, just meet us here, and then they go meet there, and uh, that's when you know Spider-Man's like, oh, um, you're Mysterio. We saw you on the TV. It's like, oh, Mysterio? And like he didn't know his name. And it's like, I like it. And um, he explains what the reason why he's here, which is that Mysterio is from another world. Um, what number was that world? Uh, dimension. It's uh, 83. Was it 833? It's the world of uh, Spider-Man UK in the comics. And 616, that's always been Marvel's shorthand for this our world, or the Marvel Comics world. I was hoping that they would um, keep with this and then eventually do have, um, you know, Spider-Verse meet up with uh, this Spider-Man, but I guess not. But it's actually a really cool idea, and it's what I wanted, you know, that there was consequences from the snap being undone, and that the monsters are out, and they're helping people, and... Um, you know, I like this story and I was kind of disappointed when, you know, it's like, oh, this is fake, fake news. <laughs> yeah, well, that's Mysterio, he's a liar. Yeah. And they make, they make Mysterio look badass. I love his suit. Mm-hmm. Even the fishbowl is cool. Hey, when I was a kid. I loved Mysterio. I think it's because he was the easiest uh, Spider-Man villain to draw. Use a nickel and you can get that fish head. Just perfect, that <laughs> fishbowl. <laughs> and like, uh, it's, it's you know, we're joking around here, but we both know, you know, Mysterio's powers of how he handles those monsters. It doesn't like make any sense. He never says, oh, what's, um, you know, what's going on here with uh, what powers does he have? Because he doesn't say, oh, I have, you know, X power or whatever. He just says he's able to control that and um, he's able to do things with it. And he doesn't explain what he does. Which, you know, is actually a nice little clue toward later in the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man walks away. He does not want to be part of this. He wants to just be part of his thing. And um, it was just kind of... It's kind of nice to see this, that he is not trying to abandon his role as a superhero. He just wants to have a vacation, for God's sake. Yeah, let the kid have his vacation. Because obviously, the five-year snap, he wasn't, like, doing anything. <laughs> it just was lost time. He wasn't on Tahiti. I know, it's. I heard it's a magical place. Place. Um. So, yeah. And we get that um, there's another attack of Elemental here. Or, no, we get... What's the next scene, Jake? With the glasses, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That um, Nick Fury gives um, Peter, Man- uh, Peter Parker um, the glasses that um, Iron Man used to wear. And those glasses actually hook up to... A, a computer and give him access to Tony Stark weapons, which is kind of amazing mm-hmm. and 
crazy. <laughs> yeah, he has access to all of Tony Stark's tech, uh, and the and the care and the personage, uh, the voice is Edith, which is Tony. You know, you got to love Tony's um, anagrams, even in death. I'm I'm uh, the hero. Oh, is that what it stands for? Yeah, even dead, I'm I'm the hero. Huh, because I, I, I think that they mentioned the anagram doesn't make any sense in the movie, but, I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah, they said what it was in the movie. Yeah, yeah, even, yeah, E, you know, E, even, D, dead, I, I'm, T, the, H, hero, Edith. Hmm. Did you catch that, James? Yeah. So, um, yeah, he actually, like, wears it and is on the bus. And somehow, some way, the cha- you know, the plans of the school get changed. And uh, we see exactly how is that, you know, Nick Fury calls in some favors. And, you know, the people on the school are like, oh, cool, we get an upgrade. And um, they go to different locations that just so happen to be where Mysterio thinks the next attack is going to be. Um, which is a clever way of moving the plot forward and keeping the story going. What do you think of this, Jake? Yeah, it was a nice, nice, uh, you know, nice travel log. Uh, only thing missing was a cameo with Matt Damon singing uh, "Does Scotty Know?" So, um, and then Peter while on the bus, puts on the glasses and checks things out. And then he accidentally, you know, orders a hit on his rival because there's this other um, young guy there that um, is interested in MJ. Um, I I don't remember his name. Do you remember his name? Brad, uh, he's a deep comic cut. He uh, dated MJ when, uh, when Peter and MJ were split. Hmm. There's a lot of deep cuts here. Then I didn't think that I thought they were just brand new characters. Oh, there's uh, there's enough there's enough Easter eggs and deep cuts in here to you could watch this a dozen times and probably not catch them all. I mean, uh, I caught a few uh, and some uh, after I gave my review. Uh, you know, just shared notes with people on the internet and discovered some others. So there's lots and lots to catch. Especially with the license plates. So um, there's, you know, nice gag where you know Peter, you know, stops the missile from coming in, and and you know he gets, you know, they have a, a break where they go to the bathroom, and one of the people for Nick Fury, quote unquote, Nick Fury, <laughs> um, like here's a new suit. That way, people don't know that you're the same person, and uh, you know we'll be over heading over to Prague. Um, for the next journey, the next part of this trip. Um, so that's where Mysterio thinks there's going to be another attack. And, you know, there's this a very elaborate um, prog scene with, like, this light festival that looks really cool. It's like, I want, I want to go to that. <laughs> but then they have, like, an opera thing, and that's the way that Peter can uh, escape for a couple hours and help Mysterio out. And, um, you know, MJ actually just wanted to be with um, Peter and you know, MJ is actually a really good character in this, and I really like her. Yeah, she's so she's given a real personality. I mean, the comics, uh, most of the time, she's as nothing but like Peter Parker's uh, prize, something he won. You know, she's not a real person; she's just this fantasy figure. I mean, I mean, I mean, face it, her biggest personality tricks going face it tiger you know you won the jackpot i mean that's her debut and uh michelle uh is nothing like that at all in the in the movies and i think they have good chemistry together um i kind of think i know everyone hates the amazing spider-man movies but i do think they had better chemistry and that was partly because they were actually dating in real life um but i do think they have this MJ and Spider-Man have better chemistry than Toby did. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I mean, Toby Maguire nailed uh, lots of aspects of Peter Parker, but the whole his relationship with 
MJ, no, it just didn't work. I mean, it wasn't bad, it just wasn't great. So we have a new fire monster that's attacking uh, Prague, and Spider-Man with the black suit is there, and Ned and his um, Ned is there on his Ferris wheel, and this makes a big scene where Ned has to be rescued by Spider-Man, but you know Ned's actually pretending that oh that's not Spider-Man, that's um, Black Monkey or something, right? <laughs> Night Monkey. I was surprised he did not say, oh, that's probably Black Panther. <laughs> that would have been hilarious, but Night Monkey was pretty... Night Monkey was kind of hilarious, too. I mean, kind of like Peter Tingle. Yeah, so the Peter Tingle, you know, is something that they are talking about, and we wondered about this for a long time. Where the hell is Spider-Man's spider, Spidey sense? And um, it wasn't in Homecoming, really. Um, and it was briefly shown off in Infinity War when he was on the bus, but like it hasn't really been a big part of this. And eventually, you know, he's struggling with this as a kid, struggles in puberty, and uh, eventually gets it. And uh, I thought it was actually pretty cool that he was able to, you know, finally kind of sense his powers and stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. but they kept me- uh, messing with him and saying, oh, that's your Peter power, right? Or. <laughs> The Peter Tingle, which is uh, vaguely inappropriate, just enough to get Snickers out of little kids. It is funny. So um, Mysterio, you know, saves the day with um, the fire monster and uh, Ned and everyone's safe. And they're, you know, having drinks at a bar. (laughs) And, you know, Peter's like, oh, I'm not uh, 18. I'm not 21. And I was just thinking in my head. You're in Europe. That doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I think I think most parts of Europe are 16 or up. You could drink alcohol, if not like 13 or something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, last time I was in Europe, I was too young to drink, even though a lot of restaurants did serve us a really low alcohol wine because the water wasn't suitable to drink, and uh, they really weren't doing soft drinks. You know, like colas and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, Peter is talking to Mysterio. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I think you're going to be better at this power thing than me. I don't want to do this. You know, I'll give you the the Edith power. And, you know, people need a real superhero, a real adult, and you could handle this. And uh, he's like, oh, thank you. And he gets the glasses. And um, Peter walks out, and everyone's like, cut. And... The whole there's a the whole thing was a setup with holograms and like Mysterio has a big team of people there, and he was there trying to get um, the Edith, Edith powers, and apparently it's been a long game with um, Mysterio having works with um, different people from Iron Man One, and um, it was actually a really damn good reveal. Mm-hmm. He sold it really well. I you know. Yeah. I thought that it was cool how they, like, retconned in the whole scene from Civil War. And they made it, you know, that was like Iron Man's story as well as Spider-Man's story, you know? Yeah. Also, adapting, like, holograms of his illusions is probably the best method to, like, visually kind of make it loud to make sense. Because in the comics, more just, like, smoke and mirrors, like, practical effects. And I think that would be kind of hard to do in the movie, so... Yeah, it kind of worked out. Yeah, it's a, it's a smart, fun way to update the character and make him relevant. And then, you know, we know, because we're Spider-Man fans, Mysterio is a bad guy. We all knew this going in. You know, we kind of had suspicions, but we all knew this because that's who he is. Um, you know, I was thinking that they wouldn't do a scrolls and uh, change things up, but, you know... We knew that this Mysterio was a bad guy, but how the twist got there really worked out, and how Jenna Hall was able to really connect with Peter Parker is great. You know, Jake Jenna Hall is fantastic as Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, he really sold it. In fact, he even had me halfway convinced that he might actually be a good guy. So, with all the Spider-Man villains, which one do you like the most? Uh, in the movies or the comics? The movies. Uh, I think so far, 
well, I'm re- I really like Willem Dafoe as uh, the Green Goblin, but I also really like Jake Gyllenhaal as uh, Mysterio. So to me, that's yeah. a tie there. Yeah, you know, I, I think that he really like does well adapting the character because like Mysterio in the comics is like a massive liar. <laughs> he's an act. Well, he's a you know, he's a professional stuntman in the comic who made all of his own practical effects. And so I'm kind of, you know, he's a, he's a little bit different, but uh, it's a nice way to, like, update him, I guess. So I I liked it. And I, I like that, um, I like that the twist was sort of something that only comic fans would get. Like, my friend was like, oh, there's no way Mysterio is, you know, telling the truth he's a liar i was like yeah you're probably right and he was right so i really like that yeah mysterio now has the power of edith and he now has all these things to help make holograms and uh mysterio's ultimate goal was to basically control the narrative and become you know a superhero by not really being a superhero but by giving the illusion of being that and um, it was actually really topical for, you know, fake news right now going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And it also ties into the uh, mid-credit scene, too. Yeah, we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm trying to keep my, not spoil it till we get to it. <laughs> so there's um, a scene where after this, you know, uh, MJ confronts Spider-Man and um or peter parker and mj figures out that he is peter parker but she wasn't really sure and um it's actually a really sweet scene i really like how he revealed himself to you know it sounds bad but (laughs) how he you know (laughs) hey compared to the other reveal scenes and he had in this movie uh it wasn't nearly as compromising Yeah, when yeah. Um, the other guy tried to blackmail him with a picture of him in his underwear. I was yeah. like, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. With who who might be a blonde widow. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, most guys, you know, in that age would be like, high five, man. You, you go get it. And not try to blackmail people with it. <laughs> yeah, but he had, he had specific motive, too, because he was, you know. Yeah, he knew what yeah. was going on. So he wanted to uh, have uh, get MJ, and and then of course he gets into trouble for taking pictures of people in the bathroom. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny how he how he worded it so that he'd get caught. That was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was pretty funny. That was a great delivery by MJ to spin that around on him. You know. Hmm. And eventually, you know, Weird Al, or not Weird Al, <laughs> um, um, you know, they, they figure out what's going on. And um, it's like, oh, we have to get back because now Mysterio has all the powers and we got to go. We got to be safe and we got to go back to England. And um, they go, you know, England is the next destination, you know, cause Nick Fury, you know, is one step ahead or quote unquote Nick Fury. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I had to think uh, Nick Fury even arranged the whole Euro trip because this school, because hey, when I was in school, we could either go to Florida or Washington, D.C. There was no Europe on the map. Just saying. Yeah. So, um, yeah, um, that's when you have a fight with uh, Spider Man and um, eventually get to the fight with Mysterio and Spider Man. And that fight was awesome. With, like, you know, Mysterio using his powers to, like, give Peter Parker uh, a trip in his mind. And, you know, knowing that Peter Parker knows the secret and, you know, Mysterio knows that Peter knows. And um, having that big last monster attack England and um, having everyone, like, say, you know, the whole gang in, like, the crown jewels of England and making sure they're safe and... You know, that whole, um, like, dream sequence is just 
magnificent, especially the part with like um, Iron Man coming out of the grave. Oh, that was awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, zombie Tony Stark. Because that that is Mysterio from the comics. He does those trips, those you know psychedelic kind of trips to the character, whoever he's fighting, to make them out of it. You know, I think one of the better stories is with Daredevil because you know he can't see it, but he still can. You know, you know have the illusions, and it's it's fun. Yeah, and you know, in the scene, it looked like Spider Man was going to get about to get run over by a train, and I was kind of surprised that Mysterio just didn't kill him off. Probably thought he did, you know, you know, manipulating him to step out in front of a train. And um, yeah, they have another fight scene with quote unquote Nick Fury saving the day, and then that's all another illusion and. It's just really getting, you know, multiple layers of, like, Inception, you know, kind of illusions with Mysterio controlling the reality and what is going on. And um, I thought it was really well done and really fun and, and just visually awesome. And some of the best 3Ds here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was to the point that Peter Parker was questioning what was real and asking questions. You know, people... Pr- Say something that there's no way Mysterio could know. So eventually we do get the ultimate climax here where um, Mysterio and Peter Parker fight and Peter is able to use the Spidey senses finally and to avoid everything going after him. And, you know, by circumstance, there's something that hits Mysterio and uh, it looks like he's going to die. And then it's actually another illusion and um, it was just like, that's just a magnificent scene there. I love that whole sequence. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool, too. Quote, unquote, Mysterio die on camera. What do you guys think? Is Mysterio really dead? Yes or no? I don't, nope. I, I don't think he is. I, nope. nope. I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I personally believe that that was also part of his plan. Like, to appear dead. And then... From what I've been hearing, like they're kind of trying to have their own Sinister Six movie, and uh, I think it would be, you know, unwise of them to say that he just died from a bullet. It's kind of lame, you know. Plus, another thing too is is that that yeah. footage that was released in the, in the mid doesn't appear to be something he recorded, um, like right before being shot. It looks like something that was like made afterwards, like as in after he supposedly died, he recorded that. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, it does. Like as in he's he's faking dying, and basically, you know what I mean? He's like, oh, uh-huh. I'm dying. You know? Yeah, it could be some one of those things where uh, Mysterio, quote unquote, died yeah. for the camera, and you know. He had his henchmen resurrect yeah. him right after that, and then you know he wasn't. It was you know maybe yeah. unconscious, but yeah. And uh, you know, I, I I don't think that has been even confirmed yet. He, see, here's the thing: like they didn't kill off Vulture, right? They didn't kill mm-hmm. off you know Shocker. So like, the realistically speaking, they only need like two more members to make Sinister Six. So I don't know. Venom. I don't think I don't think they'll you uh, have Venom be part of it. Maybe they'll have Hobgoblin be part of it, like in the nineties. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. So we get to the end where you know Peter saving the day and saving MJ, and then MJ actually gives Peter the first kiss, which I thought was pretty sweet. I really like that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Jake, what you thought? They have a lot more chemistry together than, than Zendaya had with Zac Efron in, uh, the, you know, the Hugh Jackman um, circus movie, <laughs> which name is, escapes me at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah, we get back and after... Um, we, we get back to the U.S. and, you know, the other kid, um, 
is you know he's now lost because the picture is no longer there on his phone and edith you know took it off the camera and you know ned is no longer with the girl because i guess they broke up which was kind of a weird thing you you know why can't ned have the girl too you know (laughs) yeah that was kind of weird but whatever and um you know we see them you know swing around new york and you know happy ending uh well except the fact that uh that mj uh this Mary Jane is scared to death swinging around New York. Oh, yeah. She was scared. Which I thought was funny <laughs> because they, they've they never really done that before. Like, they've never really, yeah. like... Yeah, whenever, like, they... Whenever, like, Superman or whatever or, like, you know, is flying somewhere around or, you know, they always act like, whoa, this is great! You know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like scared for her life. <laughs> Does not want to do that again. Which is understandable. <laughs> I actually would think it'd be pretty cool. I would trust Spider Man, you know. I would trust Superman to fly me somewhere too, but I'd still be a little bit scared, you know. I would not trust a kid who sends a drone strike after a romantic rival. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> That was pretty funny. So we get, um, we have a little credit break and um, we get back um, to the at post mid credit scene. And that mid credit scene is pretty damn awesome. Jake, you've been teasing this the whole time. What happens in this credit scene? Uh, uh, well, MJ and um, this, this, the big swing. Uh, so uh, Spider-Man is uh, in Times Square. Uh, MJ is kind of trying to act like, like, thanks, Spider-Man. Kind of like they don't really know each other. And the uh, a little news clip shows up on the Jumbotron from the uh, DailyBugle.net. And it's, uh, yeah. Peter Parker is outed by J. Jonah Jameson, played by J.K. reprising the role. Uh, this time he's kind of more of a Alex Jones conspiracy type. Uh. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a neat way to the neat way to adapt him because the whole newspaper angle isn't really gonna fly anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and like, like, yeah, yeah. Peter Parker would not have a job as a photog. Yeah. For newspaper. Well, yeah. Unfor- I, that's kind of unfortunate. I wanted, wanted uh, I wanted him to work for uh, for uh, Jay Jonah again. I thought it was sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I understand why they. I imagine that was kind of Sony, maybe a little bit, kind of going. Yeah. Yeah, Uh-oh. yeah, maybe. <laughs> and also, uh, I've heard a couple of people at Marvel say, you know, sixteen-year-old kid would not have that job today. It, that job basically yeah. doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, newspapers barely exist. Yeah, I mean, newspapers barely exist. Yeah, and photography isn't really something you can do anymore. I guess. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he could be an Instagram model or something, influencer. <laughs> I mean, the only there's... thing that the only thing I did not, I I thought it was a good twist, but the only thing I, I would have liked earlier is if like the Jay Jonah would like appeared as in like someone was watching him or something. Like I thought that that it was kind of I, I I think it's supposed to be out of left field, like oh he disappeared. But I, I thought it would have been better if, like, you know, maybe Ned was watching him during the trip and was like, this Jay Jonah guy is pretty crazy or something like that. No, I kind of liked it more as a mid credit scene. I think it was perfect. The, the audience I saw it with, they went absolutely insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I clapped. Because <laughs> they, knew, they knew the actor. They knew the character. They just went insane. Yeah, I also I also like how he didn't have the he isn't wearing a hairpiece because like 
that, that that's a good way of like depicting like an kind of an alternate you know version of the of the character yeah. played by the same actor basically yeah mm-hmm. yeah and also kind of give him more of the Alex Jones vibe yeah and you know he just is perfect for that role I mean he was perfect in Spider Man you know the the Raimi trilogy and he's he's just he defines that character so well you cannot divorce him it's just like you know it's just like Christopher Reeve in Superman you cannot take it away from him you know he's always going to be Superman you know yeah it's just one of those things just so perfect he defines that you know and this isn't unprecedented uh god I'm trying to remember yeah George O'Hanlon he um played Dagwood Bumstead. In fact, I don't think anybody else ever played uh, Dagwood Bumstead in the Blondie uh, adaptions on TV or uh, screen. And uh, Ralph Bird was so identified with uh, Dick Tracy when he played him in the 30s. I don't think anybody else played him until Ralph Bird died in the 60s. That was a great secret. (laughs) I'm so glad that was not spoiled for me before I watched this movie, you know. Yeah, like I said, that just got the the crowd. And, and they were like, and then they were like going, and some people were leaving, and then other people shouted, we got one more at the very end. Oh, but we didn't say what he even did. He reveals his secret identity. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't even think anybody cared when they saw J. Jonah Jameson. It was like, oh. Okay, <laughs> now, but this is I'm excited about. And it kind of ends just like the first one did, Homecoming, with O.F. <laughs> and, <Yeah. you> know, <laughs> and yeah. that's a fun way to, to, you know, not say the F word, but kind of say the F word and just kind of end things in a fun way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the world's longest credits. <laughs> yeah. Because I knew there was another scene coming, uh, but then I'm just, the wait, oh God, it was excruciating, but oh man, the pay, and I thought the crowd was nuts over Jameson, it was nothing compared to Maria Hill, Nick Fury, quote unquote, reveal, they went nuts. Yeah, I did not see this coming either. This was a huge revelation and makes sense where Captain Marvel is, you know, coming out now. It's like, okay, but now, you know, so... Yeah, the movie finally got a payoff. So Maria Hill and uh, um, Nick Fury go back to being scrolls and they call Nick Fury up and Nick Fury is in like this hologram beach which i thought it was tahiti and i was like oh my god they're gonna connect to agents of shield <laughs> or you know yeah, it looked like tahiti. and it was like oh shit and then nick fury's and he's like what's going on and then he's like oh it kind of went south and we gave him the glasses and yeah 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 and now you're thinking he's taking like this big complex how long has nick fury been than, uh, Thanos, I think it is, right? Yeah, from uh, yeah, Captain Marvel, and it was his wife was p- portraying Maria Hill. Like, have we ever met Nick Fury since Captain Marvel? <laughs> yeah, but I think that's what we're supposed to think. But I noticed a f- there were a few weird things that Nick Fury did in this movie that he's never done before. Like he shared an emotional moment with Peter talking about how coming back from the snap, nothing, he didn't know anything. Nick Fury would never reveal his cards like that. Yeah. Then there was another moment where he said, oh, Mysterio is not from your world. Yeah. And then another one was, um, you know, he was saying, yeah. oh, why can't someone else help out? Why can't Captain Marvel? And then he was like, don't say her name. Yeah. So this definitely means the scrolls have been around for a long time on Earth. And some of them have been helping with S.H.I.E.L.D., which, you know, I would love to see that in Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., ABZ, but you don't want to connect that dot anymore. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, 
Fury's Renin Sword, which is kind of the space version of Shield. Yeah, yeah, it was really exciting to see both those things, and it's like, yes, we get some, you know, a nice little clue that there's going to be a lot more space and stuff. So, um, James, what's your score for this movie? Um, I think it was pretty good. Like, I'd give it a seven out of ten, probably. Okay, what did you think of the three D? What um, what didn't you like about the three D? Um, well, some some of the scenes I I didn't feel like really adapted well in the three D. Like in the sense of like just the beginning was two D. That was kind of weird, and then just I don't know. I I thought it was just good. It wasn't bad, but okay. I I kind of understand. Um, I I enjoyed it too. Jake enjoyed it the most of all of us. Um, Jake, what is your score and what are your thoughts on the 3D overall too? While you're here, okay. I gave the movie. I rounded it up to a nine. Uh, and the 3D, I gave it a a great because it's like where I saw it. It just, of course, I've beaten my theater into proper presentation. So. So and oh yeah, and I also didn't see it at Regal, by the way. Saw it at AMC. Uh, so and they uh, they pride themselves on their 3D presentation. So they really made it pop. It really popped. It really sang. Uh, yeah, that like that that banana scene. Uh, the whole audience like duck. Yeah, and that wasn't like a big thing in mind. It, it was like okay, a little bit, but not enough to duck or anything. Um, where. Mary, um, Aunt May throws a banana toward Peter and is like, oh, what what happens with your Peter senses? And it didn't work, you know? And it's like, well, obviously, the he doesn't sense the banana being dangerous, you know? Or he's preoccupied. I mean, he's got all this crap going on uh, with all that happened, you know, in the, you know, with the, sna- with the snap and since he came in back. He's trying to process that. He wants a break. He also wants to hook up with MJ, so he's not even thinking about a physical threat right now. He's can only multitask so much. And um, you know, I like the three D aspect with um, the scene where he finally gets like out um, after the train hit him, and he, he is able to get a phone to call because like he ends up in the Netherlands, right? And like there's like the the scene with all these flowers and the or the plane picks up uh, and he makes his own suit and that scene with the flowers just like looked incredible in 3D. It was like holy crap, yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, those were some really nice tulips. Like I said, they they had some uh, 3D that rivaled some of the travel logs. And uh, I liked seeing uh, Peter make his suit, which this suit was like barely any different from the other ones. It's just a little bit darker. I was thinking this is going to make it like really different, but no. I guess the Iron Spider suit is, is somewhere else. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's going to be in the one shot that's going to be on the home video release. So um, there was like a part where the 3D was kind of shadowing itself. So maybe mine wasn't as good as yours. Um, but you know, I still enjoyed the 3D. I enjoyed seeing Mysterio fly around when he was attacking the elemental monsters. And I do like the idea of multiple, of a multiverse. You know, maybe there, you know, there is a multiverse in the MCU. Now that Endgame proved it. But, like, we haven't really seen what's happening from that multiverse, you know? Mm-hmm. Who's to say there isn't elemental monsters out there, you know? Exactly. Maybe it's a uh, world nine nine nine, or six six six, or sixty nine sixty nine. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts on Spider Man Far From Home? No. Jake. Nope. I think we about covered it. All right. Um. Yeah. It's a really enjoyable movie. I really enjoyed it, and um, I think all of us enjoyed it to a different degree. Um. Yeah. Definitely check it out. We haven't checked it out already. That's it from us. Bye. All right, bye. Bye. Before this podcast wraps up, I want to give my thanks to my patrons. I have two patrons now, David and Mark. Thank you for your financial support. All right, so that's going to be it for this podcast. We now have a Patreon, and the link is in the description. Uh, thanks for watching. And we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They don't put it everywhere. Just look for us, 3D or 2D. 
And of course, review us on iTunes. And if you want to write us a letter, um, our email address is email3dor2d at gmail.com. So that's going to be it. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.